All right, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I'm so excited to be here tonight and to share God's Word with you. Um, this is the second part in a three-part series uh, called Sanctification Through the Manifestation of Purpose. Uh, last week we talked about um, you know, the powerful purpose that God has, the, the will of God that God has for you, not only individually, but corporately as well. Um, you know, how God's purpose needs to be revealed to each and every one of us so we know our part, and um, that wisdom uh, comes through the purposes of God. You know, what we need to know beyond what we currently know will come through the challenges that we will face in this life to overcome. But as those challenges come, it'll drive us to our knees. It'll drive us to repentance. It will drive us to, you know, uh, seeking God, not our, our own needs and our own will and all of these kinds of things. You know, wisdom, we talked about last week, is more precious than silver, more precious than gold. But you'll never accomplish wisdom without the experience necessary to get there. Let me talk to you about something for just a moment here. You know, God's given us the gift of discernment. So we know the difference between right and wrong, His will and not His will. And out of that discernment, we can develop awareness, you know, things that are outside the boundaries of God's will, let's say. And it doesn't have to be the drinking and the carousing. Get all that stuff fixed too. But I'm actually talking about something that would be involved in your sanctification process. But when you can discern something is not working, when you can discern something is missing or broken as it relates to your purpose, your focus in your life, you can then empower the greatest gift ever known to mankind, and that is the power of free will to choose something else. Let go of the failure and embrace what God has for your life. You know, too often, the failures in our lives, we never declare them what they are. And so we cling on to those things and we just say, well, this is the way life is, and Life's never going to get any better, and if only somebody would listen to me. And, you know, there's just like all these million excuses that cause you to continue to hold on to this old way of thinking that has really nothing to do with the purpose or the will of God for your life because God's already delivered you out of that thing. But at some point, after you discern something's missing or broken in your life, then you have to develop the awareness of what that thing is and be willing to let it go. Let it go. Too many people living from what's happened to them 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Still living, you know, from that place. But what I'm here to tell you tonight is that God has liberated you from that. He has liberated you from your past. No matter how good it was, behold, God is doing a new thing. He's not, he's not static. He's, he's constantly moving and constantly purposeful and constantly leading you as an individual, the body of Christ in this world, to His will. But I'll tell you, His will is a choice. You know, once you make that choice to, to make a change, whatever that is, and you know what? You don't have to get caught up in, 
well, is this change the right one or that one or whatever? No, just do it as under the Lord. Don't, don't get analysis paralysis. Otherwise, you're just going to revert back to your old behaviors. Make a choice. Just make a choice. And allow God to have something to work with. Do the choice based on doing it as unto Him. You know, do it for Him. And let Him use that. Let Him, you know, bring the circumstances full circle. Let Him and His grace do what only He can do. Because once you make that choice, you'll gain the knowledge that you need to overcome in your life. And you will never know what you need until you make that choice. Until you're willing to say, you know what, I forsake it all. I am not here to, to, to just exist and you know, go out and make some money to pay a stack of bills. That is not God's will for anyone under any circumstances. God's will is that you be blessed and prosperous, that you would walk in dominion, power, authority, and abundance. These are the things that Christ died so that we could have access to these things. Once you make that choice, you will gain the knowledge. I, I assure you, as you make the choice and you begin to do what is necessary, and what's necessary isn't always what you want to do. Remember last week we were talking about how God disciplines His people and, 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 and that discipline is there because He loves you, because He cares for you and He wants you to do the right thing so that you're not stuck in the same old, same old any longer. And once you can gain that knowledge through your doing, you will gain new experience which will lead you to a new level of understanding of who you are, who God is, who other people are. I mean, you will get understanding and that understanding will translate into revelation and the very last step is wisdom. And wisdom is the principal thing. Many people will seek wisdom, but they're not willing to make the choices that they need to make in their life. They're not willing to make a stand for who they are in Christ. They're not willing to, to do whatever it's going to take to fulfill God's will in their life. And so therefore, they never even get to the knowing part about what they need to do. The experience, the understanding that comes with that experience and the revelation and the wisdom. I tell you, God wants you free. And the beautiful thing about wisdom is, is that that wisdom will liberate you from ever thinking the way you used to think. I mean, just think 10 years ago how you thought, and, and, and you were right 10 years ago, right? And, and you were justified 10 years ago. But now look back 10 years ago and go, well, did I really know what I needed to know 10 years ago? You know, the thing is, is, is we're on this trajectory of time, and time is of the essence. You can receive, I mean, true godly wisdom in a minute, an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year, a decade, or never. Those are your choices. It doesn't change the standard of God's Word and what it means for you in your purpose and how God wants to give you all wisdom. He wants to give you everything that pertains to this life and godliness. He wants to do that. In fact, He's already accomplished the work to make the access to that possible for your life. Let me read the anthem scripture that I opened this series with last week. It's found in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. God saved you by His grace when you believed. When you 
believed. And you can't take credit for it. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done. You see, you're not good enough. But Christ is, and you are good enough in Christ. It says, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. Say, I'm God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so that we, He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so that we can do the good things He planned for us a long, long time ago. You were created for a purpose. You were created for not only purpose in the body of Christ, but in your home, in your community, in your family, every area of your life. He has a purpose for you. And He wants to bless you every step of the way. And He wants to do what it's going to take to get you there, not just so you can get there, but so that you can get there and say, wow, look at what the Lord has done. It's no longer me who lives. It's the Christ that lives inside of me. I promise you, that's where God wants to take you. And no matter how high you can go, I'm telling you, He wants to take you to higher and higher places. And He wants to renew your mind every step of the way through the fulfillment of your purpose, which will lead you to the sanctification process that I'm talking to you about tonight. Romans 8, 26 through 30. And it says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all the hearts, that's what He's looking at, He's looking at your heart. Am I willing to change? Am I willing to do what it's going to take? Am I willing to you know, gain the knowledge and the experience in Christ so that I can gain understanding, revelation from God, and wisdom? But He looks at your heart. He knows what the Spirit is saying. So the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So, so the Holy Spirit is praying in, in unexpressed words and the Father's looking at your heart and he, the, the Holy Spirit is pleading for us believers to be in harmony with the purposes of God. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and uh, called according to His purpose for them. Called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people not only corporately, but individually, in advance. And He chose them to become like His Son, so that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, He called them to come to Him. And having called them, He gave them righteousness, or right standing with Himself. And having given them right standing, He gave them Oh my goodness, His glory. Because He knew, He knew that while what Christ accomplished, you would still have to take up that cross. You would still have to be willing to do God's will for your life 
And because of that, He shares His glory with us. You know, the only reason I believe we're here on this planet is to be a vessel of God's glory, to be poured out in the earth. God needs you. God wants you to fulfill His purpose for you so that you can pour out His glory that He is sharing with you for doing what He's called you to do. This is an incredible God. An incredible God who just, I mean, He deserves all the glory. We know that. But He says right here that He gave us His glory because, again, He knew that you were going to have to not only sign up with salvation, but you were going to have to pick up the purpose that He had for your life and take that purpose out into the world where nobody cares and continue to perpetuate that purpose and keep coming back to God, going, God, this isn't working. God, I'm running into these obstacles. God, I don't know what to do. God, so-and-so stabbed me in my back. God, so-and-so did this and did that and so on and so forth. They didn't fulfill their end of the bargain and on and on this thing goes. Don't grow weary in doing good for in due season you will reap if you don't give up. And you're going to give up in here, in your mind and in your heart, which is what God looks at long before you'll give up using these little hands. Of course, then you'll have a scapegoat of why you, you didn't succeed and you'll have an excuse and all of that. There are no excuses in Christ. You are unstoppable in Christ. But you are going to have to take your faith, I mean, get that thing out there and say, you know what, God, I, man, life, I don't know why in the world my life is in the state that it's in, but I do know that you have purpose for my life. I do know that I have a sense of that purpose, and I do know that I'm continuing to be uh, shaped or sanctified by that purpose as I continue to follow you. This is powerful stuff. This will change your whole walk with Christ. But you're going to have to pick it up, and you're going to have to run with it. Let's read 2 Peter 1.3. It says, By His divine power, God has given us, you and I, everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of His coming to know Him. We have received all of this, let me rephrase that, by coming to know Him. How am I going to know God? Well, yeah, I could read the Bible, but if I don't get out there and do something with that word, you're not going to know Him. And, 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 and you're not going to become who God's called you to become. You've got to have that sense of purpose. You've got to say, okay, I read the word, I've prayed, I go to church, I paid my tithe, I've done all the things that I'm supposed to do, and now it's time for me to go out with a sense of purpose so that I can take the, what I've invested in my life and begin to make a difference in the lives of others. And I promise you, you're going to run into problem after problem, but you've got to realize it's by His divine power that God has given us everything that, provide, uh, that pertains to a godly life. And that we come to know Him through this walk and doing everything I do is unto Him. That's how you're going to come to know Him. Who is the one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. Which means God is just, I mean, glory upon glory. 
He is the most excellent. He is the highest standard you could ever imagine. There isn't a human being who could ever exhibit the the excellence of God, yet he is calling us to that excellence. He is calling us closer and closer to that excellence. And the way you're going to do that is living out his will for your life. Matthew 6, 19 through 23. Do not store up in treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves cannot break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, hear this by the Spirit of God, because your treasure could be your will or your treasure could be God's will. It says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, hear this, I want you to hear this. It says, when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think, oh, you have got to grab a hold of this by revelation. If the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. This is where depression and despair and anxiety and all of these cares of the world and what's going on out there begin to rob you of the promises of God. You are justified in your position because you know what? I am the way I am because of them. I am the way I am because of this or that or the other. No, you are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. You carry an anointing in your life that has already overcome all the obstacles that you're ever going to face. But if you're not careful, you'll be looking unto man rather than looking unto God. You'll be looking unto the plans of man rather than the plans of God. And you'll begin to pick up the plans of man rather than picking up the plans of God that could liberate you and put you in a place, I'm telling you, that you could never accomplish in a thousand years of life. That in one moment, God begins to shift everything and he puts you in a place where you possess everything that pertains to this life and to godliness. And the next thing you know, you are walking in the fullness of who you are in Jesus Christ and you are becoming a light to the world. You're no longer being deceived by your old way of thinking you're now empowered by the word of god i'm telling you it's powerful stuff you are not what has happened to you you are an overcomer but you've got to make that stand in your life you got to overcome the the need for that sickness it's not your diabetes don't say my diabetes my high blood pressure my this my that no it's not mine because it's not god's and therefore i'm going to begin to walk in the healing of god my my healing we got to listen to the words that we're speaking we're either speaking life or we're speaking death and those words are coming out of the abundance of our heart and that's where god is looking Closing scripture here, Galatians 6, 1 through 10. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back to the right path, back to the purposes of God. 
and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. You ever been around somebody, you went over and tried to help them, next thing you know you're caught up in all their problems on top of your own? No, don't do that. Jesus said, you know what, you go in, you preach the gospel, you give them the gospel, you, you, you make every effort you can to get them back on the right track. If they choose not to do that, shake the dust off your feet and keep on going. Otherwise, people are going to hold you where they are. No, you've got to get liberated from all that. Never do anything for someone that they can do for themselves. Praise the Lord. Don't play God. And let God be God. Let them find their own purpose. It'll grow them up. It'll cause them to overcome in every area of their life. It says, share in one another's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself, and you are not that important, the Bible says. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfa satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anybody else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. What I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachers, sharing in all good things with them. You know what? Next time you see Pastor Barb, give her a kind word. Give her a Pentecostal handshake. Let her know you appreciate her. She needs to know these things. Lonely up here. Sometimes you don't know if people are with you or against you. And sometimes it just takes that encouraging word or that encouraging action. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit of God will harvest everlasting life from that Spirit, and that everlasting life begins right here, right now. So let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Give up on what? Give up on the will of God for your life. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everybody, especially those in the family of faith. Love your brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Don't get in fights and quarrels and all kinds of stuff. Love them unconditionally. Everybody's trying to get from where they are to where God wants them to be. And if you get caught up in pointing the finger at your brother or your sister, I'm telling you, you're going the wrong direction. That's not the will of God for your life. I'm going to go ahead and close this service. And before I do, oh boy, I just want to make sure everybody, everybody has the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I want you to say this prayer together with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me of all the bad things I have ever done. Make me brand new. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Give me a purpose. Give me my plan. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you said that prayer and you believe it with all your heart, I want you to just put a message down in the feed down below. Say, I received Jesus Christ. We want to get some materials to you. We have an incredible discipleship program here at Faith Builders Church that we want to get you involved in. But until uh, next Sunday, I just want to bless you. Uh, Pastor Barb is going to have an incredible message Sunday morning. 
9 a.m., 10.30. We're having services both here and also online just like this. But I tell you, the move of the Holy Spirit has been so strong. The Word has been so strong. And the atmosphere in this building has just been so incredible. We do want to invite you out here to come visit with us as well. And until then, God bless you all.